Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by the brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work. So you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from three to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12 minute mark, or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web, or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven-day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Shaka Girl Radio. This is Amber Lee Lyons, and today we have such a lovely guest. Her name is Lisa Tahir, and we're talking about your Chiron placement. I kept calling it Chiron, embarrassing, and how that can lead to your emotional healing. So we're going to talk about what your Chiron placement says about your destiny that's written in the stars. We're going to talk about accessing the healing for your core wounding to transform your energy and the different attachment styles, how to reconcile your relationships, and using the chakra system to process a loss or any grief. So her book is amazing. It's called Chiron Effect, and it breaks down all the different placements and what it means about you. I found it to be so bang on. So we'll talk about that a little bit in the interview today. Uh, Before we dive in, I just wanted to take a moment to thank our listeners so freaking much. Like we've been doing this podcast now for, oh my God, like, is it like five years? You guys, I think it's like almost five years. Like it is wild. And it's just been 
so amazing and so fantastic to connect with all of you guys. And for those of you who reach out, you guys can reach out to me anytime. I'd love to know what episodes you like. I'd love to know who you want to have on the podcast um, and what your favorite episodes are, all those things. So I'm here to chat. If you are new to Chaco Girl Radio, welcome. We are so happy to have you here. This is like a spiritual therapy session. So you're tuning into a fabulous episode. Um, so yeah, just thank you all so much. And I want to also thank our app users. So we launched the rituals by chakra girl app. We are ritualing every damn day and we have so many of our podcast listeners have grabbed the app. We actually have a 15% discount for people who want to grab the annual membership. So if you go to chakragirlco.com and enter the code podcast for the annual membership, you get 15% off and everyone gets a seven day free trial. So we have meditations on there, rituals. We just put a bath ritual on there, which is really fun. So thanks everyone who has tried the app, who's using the app. I'm just, I am just all rainbows and butterflies today, aren't I? So I just love ritualing with you guys and podcasting with you guys. And I've noticed our five minute invocations are the most popular on the app. So we're going to do one today. This will be like 30 second invocation, but it's really powerful. So here's the thing, like the world is crazy right now. Um, if you're on my awakened newsletter, you'll know. So if you're not on the newsletter and you want to be on the newsletter, just DM me and say awakened and I will send you the link to sign up. But you know that the world, we know that the world is a little crazy right now and that there are like forces that are trying to take us down. We've already won. Love always wins. So we're not worried, but sometimes we can get into a little bit of fear. So this little invocation will help us. Okay. So you guys can repeat after me. If you're into EFT tapping, you can also be tapping along the points while we're repeating this invocation but this will just help you get into that sovereignty and that power on your path today. So here it is. So you guys can repeat after me. Today I walk my divine path. I am untouchable to the darkness because I do not consent. My sovereignty is stronger than any darkness. I acknowledge and forgive myself for letting any dark thoughts or patterns enter my field. As easy as they came in, I can ask them to leave. I choose differently starting now. I choose light thoughts and energies only starting now. And it's even easier to activate the love and support of source energy. God energy is stronger than any force trying to hold me from my divine path. And I hold the power and love of the universe within. I walk my divine path with love today and all days. And there you have it. We are sovereign AF. They can't touch us. We already win. (laughs) Just by being in light energy, we've already won. So thank you so much for listening. We're going to dive into this episode with the lovely Lisa Tahir. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. I'm your host, 
and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to the, make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such a lovely, high vibe, amazing guest today. Her name is Lisa Tahir. She is a licensed therapist and intuitive healer. She's the host of All Things Therapy podcast. She is a glass artist and the author of a book that I love, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. Lisa is even endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, and highly endorsed by me. Like I said, I read her book. It was mind-blowing. My Chiron is something I never really looked into, but damn, it made so much sense once I finally looked into it. So, so excited for you guys to learn more about this today as well. So welcome to the show, Lisa. Amber Lee, thank you so much for having me on. I am so stoked to be with you today and have this conversation. Same. I've been, since I read the book, which was, I read it right when I got it. So it was a couple of months ago now, I think. And I was like, why have I never looked into this before? It's like, I, I know like the top three, like the sun, moon and rising, but I've like, this is such an important area of our birth chart. So if you have not checked out your Chiron, if you don't know where your Chiron is in your birth chart, I highly suggest checking it out. Um, and we'll, we'll be talking about that today, but if you don't know what it is yet, that's totally fine. We're going to let you know. So we're going to start off with just some fun rapid fire questions. What is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Amberly, it is with 100% certainty meditation. Yes. It's the first thing that I do with my black coffee, even if it's literally just two minutes to say thank you for a new day and close my eyes and ask for universal guidance today. Mm. That's beautiful. And it's just those little petite moments that really make our day so more, so much more guided, so much more fulfilling. I love that. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? You know, it's definitely rose quartz. I sleep with a little piece of it under my pillow and I feel like it comfort, it comforts and soothes me. So it's definitely rose quartz. And I feel like so many people now, as we're kind of like ascending to a higher consciousness globally are being so much more drawn to rose quartz. Like pretty much everyone I ask these days is like obsessed with their rose quartz. Really? We all all need the love more than ever. Yeah. Okay. So what is, what's, what's your sun, moon rising and your Chiron? My sun is in Gemini. My rising and moon are both in Aries. And I'm thinking that you're a Bugatti fan calling it Chiron because that is a correct pronunciation of C-H-I-R-O-N yet astrological Chiron is how we say it. But Chiron is that beautiful car. Okay, is made by Bugatti. So I'm loving your vibe already. My my expensive taste is yes, yes. (laughs) So my Chiron is in the sign of Aries, along with my Moon and Rising. Okay, where's yours? Okay, so my my Sun is in Aquarius. My Rising is in Leo. My Moon is in Sagittarius, and my Chiron is in Gemini. Oh wow. Okay, you're healing that Chiron and Gemini, having Chakra Girl Radio and all that you do in the world. Yes, wow, it's it's really all about 
from what I understand, I'll let you fill in any gaps if I miss them, but I know that it's really about that kind of like social connection and like social impact. Yes. And, and like authentic expression. Yes. Right? Yeah. Of your truth. Even his holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama has his Chiron in Gemini, which speaks to a, a wounding or vulnerability and empathetic attunement, empathetic communication, and he and you, you know, are through your work healing that. It's beautiful. I love that. And is it true as well that, because it said like the empathetic, I can't remember how you described it. It said like the, the empathetic core wound was with communication. Is that right? Yeah. It's how you were perceived, how you were right. uh, like misheard. Yeah. Or yes. not seen and heard. Yes. Yes. So let's, let's, I want to talk, we will dive into that. Yeah. I want to talk first about your spiritual awakening and how you found this work and when it really turned into your life's work. You know, Amber Lee, when I was 21, I entered therapy for the first time, knowing that I had some skills that I lacked in communication and knowing how to, to love myself, having grown up in a home that where there was abuse and trauma. And I feel really grateful that I was led to therapy in my early 20s because it took me a number of years to really forge a, an authentic connection with myself. And it's been my journey to be able to connect with others authentically and speak my truth in love and just heal what I didn't know at the time was this core wounding and my sense of value and worth. And now having been a therapist over 20 years and putting this book out in the last year and really it pulling all these like loose ends together for me, how we tend to protect ourselves around where we feel vulnerable, where we feel wounded and hide that instead of really share it with trusted loved ones, because that is how we heal by, by exposing our vulnerabilities and really being met there with love and empathy and doing that for each other. Mm, that is so beautiful. And so when did you figure out what your Chiron was? Were you in that earlier stage? Like when did the kind of more spiritual side come in for you? For me, the more spiritual side to myself and my work came in about five to seven years ago when I went from New Orleans to Los Angeles, having been born and raised in the South, I really felt this draw to LA. And when I got there, it made sense why, because I was introduced to all these various practices like Reiki healing, sound healing, all kinds of meditations. And I just, I was like a magnet for it, like just soaking it all up and, and became a Reiki level two practitioner. I love meditating at a place called Lake Shrine in Los Angeles and just really feeling like this was a missing piece of my own uh, development, though I've always been naturally intuitive. I didn't know there were words and terminologies for what I had sensed to be true in the world beyond what we see and taste and, and can perceive through our sight. And so that got me really excited to start sharing that with clients and led me to write this book on Chiron that I received through meditation, literally. Mm, and so your practices, it, it kind of started out as traditional therapy, and then you really brought in the spirituality with your clients. 
So are all of your clients open to that? Or what does this session with you usually look like? Or does it depend on the client that you're working with? You're spot on with that, Amberly. It definitely depends on the client coming in and, and what you need coming to me. I love to start with what brought you in because usually there's a precipitating event or issue, which I think is the most important place to start versus your upbringing or your history. I really like for my clients to feel better after a first session to really feel seen and heard. And I like to know what their spiritual beliefs, if any, are, you know, to see if that's an area they want to explore, but it's not necessary. I just find it can be helpful to lean into what decisions people have made about that area of, of their lives, because it's often not really talked about in tr traditional psychotherapy. Yes. And I love that you said that because I feel like so many people have been like, I don't want to talk about my daddy issues. Like that's not helping me, you know, get a promotion at work, which is what I really want. You know, it's like there, there's this kind of belief that in, in traditional therapy, it's like all about like going backwards and kind of like soaking in the pain rather than sitting in it for uh, for the reason of clearing it. So it sounds like you're really about that more like proactive approach. Absolutely, Amber Lee. And even that, that example you gave possibly, you know, wounded relationship to one's father can definitely taint your experience of authority and how in the workplace, totally. especially you might, you know, rise up to ask for what you want or not, or kind of shrink down and, and be fearful. So it's such a good example off the cuff. Even. Mm. So with that, let's see, we can keep using that example, like someone who maybe has like a wounded father relationship, and then they have like financial issues, or they're not feeling like they are standing in their power around their career. What are some of the kind of spiritual things that you would support them with? You know, I would ask them to explore this, their attachment system, meaning their relationship around feeling secure versus feeling avoidant versus feeling anxious. Because when there's an issue with a primary caretaker, especially a father figure that represents such authority in so many ways and permission that you give yourself or don't allow yourself. I'd, I'd ask how comfortable you feel, you know, issues with finances come up for me around that. How comfortable do you feel with money? Do you feel like anxious about it versus secure or avoidant? Like it's bad because money is really energy and the resource, a resource, one of them that we use to really find our secure place in the world. And I love that you went through in the book, you talk about the different attachment styles because I've heard people talk about it, but I've never really, really like deep dived into them. Can you just kind of give us an overview of the different attachment styles? Certainly. So if, if a person is experiencing an anxious attachment style, it means that you open and close yourself energetically, emotionally, like you'll be really connected, really attached, and you're so sensitive to the other person's energy. If they shift, if they take their attention away, you feel that so deeply as a as a personal rejection. So you might recoil and feel really anxious and want more closeness, which often might kind of push or drive that other person away, which further stimulates your anxiousness to know we're okay, we're good, and, and make a connection there. And the person on the other side of that may have a more avoidant attachment style where they feel easily overwhelmed 
emotionally. Their caretaker might have kind of pushed through their boundaries and been overly affectionate or overly in their business. So they feel like they need some more rigid boundaries. And that anxious attachment style person really wants more closeness. And what we're really reaching for is a more secure attachment style where we open and close to others naturally, you know, based upon what we feel when they're welcoming, you know, we, we open to them and when they pivot a bit, it's like, okay, I'm still okay, even in their absence. So you really learn to be more sufficient to fill your own love tank and navigate the world inwardly from a secure base versus needing it as much on the outside from your mm-hmm. environment. Mm. And they can shift, right? Can they yeah. you go from like the anxious to like a more like what's the good one called? Balanced? Secure. Yeah, secure. secure. I secure. like that balance. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think a lot of us are a mixture. Like I know I go between secure attachment and I used to be really anxiously uh, you yeah. know attached. So I've been working to heal this anxious attachment style to feel more secure, to allow people to be who they are and and learn how to take care and love myself and diversify where I am supported. And I think that's for a lot of us, Amber Lee. That totally. Yeah. Like that's, we're finding like, our way. Me too. And like, why yeah. are you paying attention to my husband? Why aren't you paying attention to me? You paid attention to me yesterday. Are you Yes. <laughs> that's a great example. And then learning how to speak that even so he can exactly. hear you and yes. empathetically attuned to you. Yes. Yes. And, and, and it's, like you said, it's like, it's a journey and it's like, it's okay to not always a hundred percent be in that secure, but you know, that's kind of the intention is to continue to have more and more of those moments where you're like, you can have the awareness of it and then be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to speak clearly rather than being needy. I'm going to, you know, talk from a place of, you know, how I'm feeling rather than blaming. And you just kind of like learn these tools as you go. Absolutely. Okay. I love that. So you're, so it, it's really interesting how it's really this combination of like the traditional therapy and like the woo woo flair. So how do you balance the two in the industry? Like, I feel like when it comes to like awakening and like seeing quantum healing and all of those things, like it's so different than the more linear, like doctor approach. So how do you like reconcile that? Like, cause it's kind of two completely different ways of thinking. You know, it it is, and I think they're sourced from this desire to help others heal. Mm. And that's the foundation to be of service. And so I love that I've been a licensed clinical social worker in two states, Louisiana and California. I have the training, the education, this, you know, like all of that. Like I love being grounded in psychology and sound psychology. And at the same time, I felt like there was a missing component that we're an energetic being. You know, we have uh, intuition. Everyone listening has intuition. And I love helping you learn to, mm. to t- tap into that, use it. You know, your sense of people, places, and things is beyond, you know, what you, like I said earlier, can touch and, and, and such, and to really learn to trust your gut. Like, that's why people say that, like trusting your gut and these other modalities really help us drop into that place of inner awareness connected to infinite source and the universe because we're non-physical and physical. So I think we need both modalities, Amber Lee, to really be whole. Yes. So true. So I want to talk more about the Chiron now. So 
and the different placements. Are you able to just run through like the 12 different placements real quick? Yeah. And (laughs) it's a lot, it's a mouthful, but no, it's okay for, and for everyone listening that you would find this by pulling your astrological birth chart. And there's also a chart in my book. If you don't feel like entering your birth date and place of birth. And this will reveal to you where Chiron is in one of the astrological signs of the Zodiac. And starting with Chiron and Aries, it speaks to, this is a spectrum, core wounding on one side, all the way down to vulnerability. So you might feel an ouch of vulnerability in this area, or it might be really more the full experience of deep wounding. And with Chiron and Aries, that's speaks to your value and worth in the world and with yourself. Chiron and Taurus speaks to a core wounding or vulnerability by neglect. You might've been neglected, your physical needs, your emotional needs as a child. There might've been sexual abuse or coercion, even in this placement of Chiron. So it's about healing and, and having awareness of the, of that. Chiron and Gemini, that that Amberly you are born under speaks to this core wounding and vulnerability and empathetic attunement that you might've been misunderstood growing up or even now as an adult. And though you feel crystal clear about what you're expressing, people like misinterpret you and it's so frustrating. So it's about learning to empathetically attune with yourself and speak from that place. And so that others really see you and hear you as you desire to be seen and heard. Chiron and Cancer speaks to core wounding by abandonment. It may be a physical abandonment of one of your parents growing up leaving, or a parent might have had an addiction, for example, and it kept them. They abandoned your needs when you really needed them. Chiron and Leo speaks to a core wounding and creativity. You may be really awesome at helping others create, but you neglect or put on the back burner your own creative interests. And it's really important to dig into that and and express yourself creatively. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension, 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend, Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout 
And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakragirl at checkout. Chiron in Virgo speaks to a core wounding and managing your physical health and routines. It's really important you keep your well woman visits per year as a man to go to your doctor, to have yourself checked out, to really maintain your physical health and routines centered around that. Mm-hmm. Chiron in Libra speaks to a core wounding in personal independence. This is where you might we might find codependency in relationships. You defer your power to your partner or they'll ask you where you want to eat dinner. It's like, where do you want to go? And so it could really help to learn to identify what you want with friends, with a partner, what makes you happy and even start to initiate plans versus always going with the flow. Chiron in Scorpio speaks to a core wounding in the experience and expression of power. It might've been that you were bullied in school as a child. You might've been the one who did the bullying. And it's about really becoming aware of your personal power, how you express it sexually, your sexuality, how others, you know, how you receive it. You might need to set boundaries with others, or you might need to permit yourself to have more pleasure and be more in your power. Chiron in Sagittarius speaks to a core wounding in truth and illusion. And for you, that looked like growing up, the the truth was presented falsely. So like shit was happening in your life. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's wrong. Like you knew it inside of yourself, but like the adults around you acted like it's fine. So there was like a disconnect. Like you felt like things are wrong, but they're being presented as if it's okay. So you're really about social justice and just seeing just things in the world. And, you know, that's a really important value to you to be congruent and authentic in those ways. Chiron and Capricorn speaks to a core wounding and responsibility, achievement and success. This is seen often in the professional professional sphere of your life. Others might take credit for your work. So you really need to learn to speak up and claim the credit for what you have done. Or conversely, on the shadow side, you might kind of steal the credit Uh, that other people do instead of, you know, crediting your colleague, your business partner. So it's really about having, you know, healthy morality and a value system when it comes to achievement and success. Chiron in Aquarius speaks to a core wounding and community and connection. So this is like, you kind of feel like a nomad, like you don't know where your tribe is and how, how upsetting and disempowering that can be to live in a city where you're surrounded by people, yet you feel alone. And I suggest to heal this placement that you might join like-minded individuals through a meetup.com, like organizing over values and things important to you, humanitarian causes, feeding the homeless, for example, something I love to do in Los Angeles. And in that way, really starting to create your tribe. And then lastly, there's Chiron and Pisces speaking to a core wounding in your self-care and the immaterial world, your connection to spirituality. And the shadow side of this is that you might struggle with addictions, drugs, alcohol, sex, shopping, 
exercise as a way to try to fill yourself. But what you really need is a spiritual connection, a connection to nature, really caring for yourself. Mother Teresa had her Chiron in Pisces, and we know that she was able to resolve that and be of beautiful service to the world while also taking care of herself. So that's the takeaway for you. Oh my gosh. So good. That was all of them, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Lisa. Thank you. That thank was you. So good. And what's so beautiful and interesting is that, and I know you mentioned this in the book too, that it's normal to feel connected to, you know, a lot of them or all of them and be like, oh, you know, that's something that I need to integrate as well. And so why is that? Like, why is it that we're like, they, there's so many different areas that we're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense for me too. Well, and tell me if I'm hearing you correctly, Amber Lee, as far as how they, these 12 placements speak to the various areas of our lives. Is that your yeah, question? Yeah. Like when I, he- when I heard like, for example, what was the other one that I feel resonated? I think it was, I mean, one of the, the Aries one definitely resonates for me as well. So I was like, oh, interesting. Like, you know, what, like, it's just interesting that not only the one, like, you know, our specific, where our Chiron yes. is the only one that resonates, which was when I read the book, I like read all of them. Cause I was learning from every single one of them. And same here, Amberly. as I wrote this book, it took about three and a half years. I felt like I was I was emotionally experiencing all of these placements. And when you lived enough life, you really have. I mean, who hasn't experienced being or feeling neglected or an abandonment or feeling like, you know, you're not valuable, like there's a hurt there, like in the Chiron and Aries, and you might people please as a way to be loved and learning to step out of that and really shine as your authentic self. So I think I intended the book to be a guide for when you go through these kind of things, there's some takeaway steps and affirmations that you can use to help yourself through. Cause I really want people to feel better. Amberly, you know, yeah. like in the easiest way. And so I make the book really practical and, and user-friendly. Mm. And yeah, on that, like once we've kind of identified um, where our placement is, what are, I know you mentioned mantra, What are some other things that we can start doing to get really intentional with integrating? Well, and that's it. You hit it on the the nail on the head, becoming intentional about Mm -hmm. this is an area in my life to strengthen, to develop, being a, a positive coach to yourself versus using this as another way to beat up on yourself or be critical or judgmental, learning to self forgive, to forgive yourself for how you might not have truly spoken your authentic voice. You might've done something you didn't want to do and it's okay to, instead of judge yourself so harshly to, to learn, to love that part of you, because that part of you just needs more compassion and love to kind of get up to speed with the rest of you. And so it's a really gentle, tender process of leading yourself down the path and even setting accountability partners, trusted friends, a therapist even to help you through some of the more challenging aspects that you might need to look at, especially if there's been some kind of trauma or abuse, and even a friend, a partner that you can learn to practice new communication skills with, that they'll allow you that. Mm, And I even think too, just knowing like, this wound was written in the stars for me, you know, that can give you a little bit more self-compassion. Like if you're feeling guilt or shame, or if you're feeling like you're in victim mode, like just being like, no, I was meant to go through this. I was meant to learn this. So I'm going to pull up my socks and I'm going to do the work. 
you know, what you're raising right now, Amberly, is interesting to me. And I'd love to know your thought, because at first that was kind of a stumbling block in my mind. Like, you know, OK, wow, does this mean I was I was born this way, so to speak, because I'm a really big believer in personal responsibility and free will and we can learn anything we don't know. And yet I started to see this pattern of if you think about that school of thought that we chose to come here, we chose this life and the lessons, it kind of started to fit into a deeper spiritual sense of our life experience. And I'm curious what what you think about that. That's a hundred percent how I feel. Like I feel like we came here with a, basically a specific set of lessons that we're meant to learn. Like our soul, every time we're reincarnated wants to ascend to the next level. So it's like, okay, this is something that my soul hasn't integrated yet. This is a way that I can ascend. So I'm going to go back to earth. I'm going to be born at this specific time to these specific parents, go through these specific wounds, and then I'm going to learn from it. And then the next time I'm born or the next time my soul comes to earth to play, then that's going to be healed. And I'm going to be a more ascended being. And I think that can be a perspective to help lighten the emotional tone of this, that healing can actually have some levity to it to allow some spaciousness instead of it being really scary and fearful and heavy and depressing that there will be those moments for you possibly to to work through and allow yourself to feel, but that it's really to bring more light, lightness into your life. Totally. And then all the while, obviously taking accountability for the steps that you take and yeah, knowing that we all have free will and we can choose, yeah, we can choose to ascend. We can choose to do better next time and not going into like guilt and shame while also taking accountability for the growth. Absolutely. Love that. Okay. So I want to talk about which you also speak about in the book, which is the chakra system and how it relates to grief. Can you share about that? Yeah, you know, I had this kind of download when I was interviewing David Kessler, who worked with Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who identified the stages of death and dying, I believe back in the late 60s. And then they interpreted that to apply to the six six stages of, of grief. And we all know them, that we cycle through depression, anxiety, anger, bargaining, denial. And, you know, we kind of circulate through these emotions when there's a death, when there's a loss of a relationship, when something happens that just really rocks our world and we feel debilitated and destabilized. We go through these stages of, of grief related to loss. And I just started to see, Amberly a correlation between the chakra system. And I know there's over a hundred chakras. You can speak to this more than I can, but we're most, you know, we're familiar with seven starting at the base of our spine and moving up through our crown, the top of our head, and just correlating the root chakra with denial that when something happens that really rocks our world, it's like, oh my God, I can't even believe this happened. I don't even want, I can't even wrap my head around it kind of experience and working through that, really sending love to our root chakra during those times. And the moving up to the sacral chakra, I think resonates with anger stage of of loss and of grief. You know, that's a seed of our sexuality, of our expression in these really visceral ways that often don't make sense. And so I think to be really mindful when you're angry, uh, you know, in, in your sacral chakra area, 
is this resonating with you at all? I just have totally hundred to percent. Okay. Like, so I'm thinking like for like root chakra, it's like, you're not grounding in the truth. Like you are, um, you're in avoidance. Yes. Yeah. The sacral chakra, like that's your emotional center. So that's where everything's starting to come up. And of course the, you know, the most negative reflection of fear is anger. Right. Right. And then in the solar plexus chakra, I saw that it's correlating when we're bargaining, like maybe mm. if I did that, this wouldn't have happened. Cause you know, it's just right. the solar plexus, our power. Do you see yeah. that as well? Power and also like sense of self. So yeah. understanding like who we are, which correlates to like what role we've, we've played and yeah, that totally resonates. And then with our heart chakra, to me, just the the depression mm-hmm. phase of things, we we're just sad and feeling that in your heart, really letting yourself weep when you need to. And, you know, just being with your heart center, mediating those lower, uh, you know, impulses and our higher functioning executively as we go up the chakra system. Mm-hmm. And I think too, with heart, like it correlates to balance. And I think when there's someone in our life that is no longer in our life and we're grieving that, I believe that anyone in, in your life is the puzzle piece in some way that is creating a balance for you. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah. so once yeah. that that puzzle piece is gone, we we have to kind of struggle to, to recalibrate. Absolutely, yes. And then moving up, you know, to the the throat chakra is really in alignment with that, where I think we start to find some acceptance. We start to have some verbal expression around what's happened. And, you know, we have a desire to fit this into the tapestry of our life and, and, you know, have it, like you said, somehow there's a gift here, possibly there's, Mm -hmm. you know, a silver lining even. Yeah. And like connecting mind to body, like, yeah like the, the throat is the bridge between the mind and the body. So the, you know, the emotions that are going on in your body, plus what your mind knows to be true consciously. Absolutely. And then our third eye chakra correlating with a new stage of grief that David Kessler just recently put out in his newest book about finding meaning, which is so important when there's a loss in your life to start to weave it in with some meaning. And I see that third eye chakra really resonating with meaning and higher purpose. Yep. hundred percent. And then I said, you know, I thought the crown chakra could correlate to, though there's not an official, you know, articulated stage of grief, but, you know, we've always been, I would say, even obsessed, like all cultures, civilizations with what happens, you know, life after death. And I imagine that crown chakra relating to that answer, like what is beyond this physical life and, Mm -hmm. you know, and beyond Yeah. And I even wonder too, if like those top two chakras, once we process everything else and we've kind of reached that stage of grieving, I feel like that's when people are maybe more open to even connecting spiritually. I often hear about people who, you know, it, it was, it wasn't until they stopped, you know, really feeling the emotion that they had the clarity to maybe connect with that soul that had passed on or to even just have more like the glimmer of hope, I would say that they're doing okay. And that, that everything, you know, everything not, not happened for the best, but that everything's going to be okay. And that they're in a better place, essentially. I feel that as you're speaking it. Yes. Yes to that. 
That's so, so mind blowing. Like, so, like so many parallels, like the chakras are just everything. Like they really are. And it's so powerful knowing that when you can look at what stage of grief that you're in, and then again, get intentional. Like I know that I'm feeling a lot of anger right now, or I know that I'm feeling that I'm in denial. So I'm going to work on those bottom two chakras. I'm going to carry around, you know, an orange, an orange uh, carnelian crystal. I'm going to work on my root chakra and my sacral chakra. Like, you know, doing those things to get intentional can help us move the energy around. Yes. And I look forward to talking to you more about this when you come on all things therapy podcast, because yeah, Yeah. it's, it's really exciting. Ah, beautiful. I just love, love, love this. So I just want to know a little bit more about your story because I just loved your story in the book. When you started understanding you know, cause like you, you just had, you went on like a really powerful journey, um, in your career and in your life. So when you really sunk into understanding your Chiron, what, like, what were the kind of steps that you took and how did that change in your physical reality? How did that create change in your physical reality? Sure. You know, when I look back on my life, Amber Lee, there's been a lot that I've overcome, that I've chosen to overcome because I've, I've had a lot of hardship when I was younger. I grew up in a family where there was abuse and trauma, as I mentioned, and I didn't know to value myself. I didn't know my value, my worth. I didn't know how to source healthy love. And I always wanted to. So that's why I started therapy so young. And that journey led me down this you know, really circuitous, circuit, what is that word? Twisty, windy course, yes. you know, through, <laughs> through all kinds of experiences. And it's brought me to this place today, having turned 50 in the last year that it's all a gift. I, I can't imagine not experiencing any of the things that I have, though they were painful at that time, because it's allowed me to be really empathic, really open, really able to connect with others and offer value. And I know that whatever it is that you are in the middle of, that there's a way through it to really allow yourself to be with yourself and that self-love, that empathy, that compassion to really be tender and gentle with yourself, even if no one else is, is so important because when you learn to speak to yourself as a loving co-creator, you know, you'll, you'll start to see in your physical life, others respond to you differently, even down to people at the grocery store and strangers on the street, you know, being kind. And I see that as a manifestation, Amber Lee, when there's a stranger and we share a moment and it's Mm -hmm. like, wow, like that's mirroring and reflecting who I've come to believe that I deserve and, and that, you know, I want to experience. So when you make the slightest changes, And what you believe is true for yourself through your thoughts and really reaching to believe that good things can happen for you and holding on to that. I love writing affirmations and carrying them in my wallet. Things are always working out for me. You know, I'm worthy. And if you don't feel worthy, even writing a bridging statement, like I want to believe that I'm worthy. I want to know what it's like to feel worthy. And when you baby step yourself along, your life will change and it becomes really beautiful and love just surrounds you and goes before you. Mm, So beautiful. So how can people work with you? 
uh, you know, I'd love for people to work with me. And I, I want to specifically offer your listeners, Amber Lee, 50% off a first time session. I see people through Zoom, FaceTime and phone all over the world. And you can email me, Lisa at nolatherapy.com or go to nolatherapy.com. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, mm-hmm. reflecting my two favorite cities. It's my social media as well, NOLA Therapy. Mention Amberly, you, Chakra Girl Radio for half off. And I really want people to know they can absolutely live a happier life that is such an important value to be happy. Mm, so true. And where can we buy your book? It is everywhere books are found in Barnes and Noble, brick and mortar stores on Amazon. If you have a favorite local bookstore, you can go in and share my title and they're able to order it through my publisher. If you want to, I'm a real big supporter of of our local bookstores. So that's a way. And um, yeah, just online. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. This has been so beautiful. You just have the best energy and everyone we're going to link you to all things. Lisa, we're going to link you to her book. We're going to leave her email address um, for you guys as well to book in a session with her. Do it, do it, do it. You will definitely see the shifts after one session. And I'm so excited for you guys to learn more. So Lisa, thank you so, so much for everything that you've shared. I think everyone's walking away from this, just in a lighter mood with hope, with compassion for themselves and everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, rate us five stars, subscribe, DM us, share. We are like just here to help you in the DMS too. So we will catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 